0: It is almost here. Hockey time in Smashville, getting ready to kick off at the Global Series in Prague. To get you ready for this game, we invited our good friend J.D. Young, the host of Locked on Sharks, to join us. We're going to be talking all things San Jose Sharks. We're going to be looking at how these two teams match up, and we're going to have a little bit of Prague-themed fun. All that's coming up on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day.
0: Welcome to Locked on Predators, and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am Ann Kimmel. I am one of the hosts of Locked on Predators. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com, and I will be joined in just a moment by my co-host, Nick Morgan. Nick and I have a crossover episode today, ready to kick off the season with the Global Series. We've invited J.D. Young. He is the host of Locked on Sharks to join us. We're going to be talking about The Sharks, how their season is looking, how their roster's looking. We're going to catch up on Luke Cunnan and Matt Benning. And we're going to have a little Prague-themed
2: fun. Well, as we mentioned, the Predators take on the Sharks tomorrow in the NHL's Global Series regular season opener in Prague. And we needed a special guest to get the crossover started we reached out to joe thornton but he didn't return our call so we settled for jd young from locked on sharks instead one of the content boys jd how's it going man thank you for joining us
3: uh good and the only content boy now uh yes Uh, unfortunately but yes uh the content boys Long live the content boys but yeah i i know joe thornton he's been skating in san jose but uh yes i i think he's been working out in san jose he's moved back to san jose but Still a pretty busy guy. I would actually be surprised if he actually owned a cell phone. I bet his wife just takes all of his calls for him.
2: <laughs> is, does he have a better chance of uh, coming back to the Sharks or becoming the next content boy?
3: Uh, probably coming back. Actually, in my bold predictions, I predict that Joe Thornton uh, will be back on the Shark skating this year. So much so, I predict he'll actually be skating when they uh, when they retire Patrick Marlow's jersey. That is my bold, bold yeah. prediction for the year. So, yes, you can't. You can take. You can't take Joe Thornton out of hockey. I know he'll be like sixty and still be out there. Yeah.
1: No.
2: Yeah. He's got he's got like the Jaromir Jagr of this this next generation, where he's just gonna go beard's Poor gonna be effort. like down to his legs at this point. He's gonna look like a little ZZ Top patrol boy, <laughs> and he's still gonna be out there scoring like goals in fourth line minutes or something like that. Yep. Uh, well, JD, thank you for joining us. Um, we know the Preds and Sharks have had a kind of a interesting history over the uh, the tenure of the two franchises. We have another layer of that tomorrow when we uh, face off against each other in the Global Series game in Prague, one of two regular season games we're going to be playing against each other in Prague. So for our listeners, JD, just tell us a little bit about how the Sharks have looked this preseason and kind of what the expectations for the team are going into this year.
3: So the Sharks have actually looked pretty decent in the preseason uh they went five and one but i think you have to take an account just like with you guys where they kind of were playing much more nhl caliber lineups than their their counterparts you know especially for us we had a much more condensed preseason so it's trying to get a chemistry built up especially when you have a new head coach under david quinn you're installing a new system so we saw a lot of the heavy hitters like timo meyer tomas Hurdle, logan Gator. we saw a lot of these guys playing kind of More minutes than you would expect in a normal preseason as you're trying to ramp up. Um, So, yes, they had more NHL caliber guys out there. You know, Capo and James Reimer, these guys played full games just coming out of the gate because, again, you're trying to, you're playing an NHL game two weeks after you started your preseason. So they looked good. um, But again, I think that's more of they were playing really bad uh, competition or competition that wasn't NHL level. So I'm kind of taking it with a grain of salt. We'll see how uh, David Quinn and his new system are kind of slowly installed and how the the team can, you know, start to put those processes into place. But you, I think as a Turks fan, you'd have to be pretty happy with how the preseason went, though.
0: Okay, so we have to ask about two recent former Predators that you all have, Matt Benning and Luke Cunnan. Okay, break it to us gently. How did they look in the preseason?
3: Uh, Benny's looked okay. He's been uh, partnered with Redeem Shimmick on the third pair. Um, and he's looked pretty solid down there. You know, they haven't asked him to do too, too much. Um, he did play some, I think, in the first uh, the first preseason game. He actually played some power play time, which is uh, pretty wild to me. But, uh, <laughs> you know, when you're out there, you're, you're just tr- kind of throwing things against the wall. Uh, but Luke Conant, uh, kind of, he has actually been a pleasant surprise so far. Uh, but again, it's he has he been playing, of course, <laughs> he has been playing on the top line with uh Timo Meyer and Tomas Hurdle. So that could be a product of playing with like the only two good players that the Sharks have right now. Uh, <laughs> so you know, he's been playing on that top line uh, since Alexander Barabanov, he's been dealing with a, an injury. Normally, that's your top line of uh, Barabanov, um, Hurdle, and then Timo Meyer, and then uh, Kutner will probably be actually playing third line minutes with uh, Nick Bonino and probably um, Noah Greger when everyone is healthy. But Mm -hmm. right now he's taking advantage of the opportunity. He had a shorthanded goal. He's been playing some shorthanded minutes as well, especially right now when they're trying to kind of figure out their lines and figure out who has what when it comes to the special teams. So, um, But yeah, so far so good. I still don't love the trade of giving up a third rounder for him, but he has been producing in a very, very small role right now.
1: I mean, yeah, we're, that's
0: we're, that's not surprising. That's what they do. <laughs> they leave here and then they flourish. This yeah. is this is our if, lot if, in
2: life.
3: Yeah, flourishing in the, to eighth in the Pacific is yes. Then,
2: <laughs> yes. Well, it, it's backwards from usual, because usually our guys go to the Minnesota wild and flourish. This time, it's just we took a guy from the wild and now he's elsewhere. Mm-hmm. and He's flourishing uh same with nick bonino he went to the wild when he got traded and flourished and he kind of did good for san jose last year so hey I'm he just came nick home Benino. don't
3: forget nick bonino drafted by the sharks so he was just finally coming home uh you know after all these years so yeah,
2: the it's a long long journey to uh to get there
1: mm-hmm.
2: um yeah you know you kind of mentioned a little bit of interesting thing about Kind of hard to judge where the Sharks are this preseason just because, you know, it seems like they're playing uh, a lot of their main guys, you know, against other teams. And I feel like the Preds have kind of been in the same, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess, situation where, you know, we had UC Saros play an entire game. And, you know, it seems like most of the games will have like the entire Philip Forsberg, Matt Duchesne combo. Um, or, you know, Mikael Granlund out there, or, you know, the Nino Nino rider, Ryan Johansson combo. Um, And it's interesting because, A, but it's, you know, it's obviously you're, it's hard to judge because they're going up against a bunch of AHLers, but at the same time, you know, you get a little bit of a head start on that chemistry. You know, Mm -hmm. they get some extra time to kind of come in and play each other, match each other's levels, figure each other out. And kind of get into that form. So, I I mean, I see that as kind of like the bonus for maybe this shorter preseason for the Nashville Predators. And you might feel the same way about the San Jose Sharks as well.
3: Yeah, um, it'll be interesting. I mean, because with the Preds, at least you guys have, you know, your guys, the same system, kind of the same players coming back. Where the Sharks, there's a lot of, you know, with new general Mike Greer, he went out this offseason and he added a lot of players, especially to the forward. Depth, you know, like uh, Luke Cunningham, as you, Oscar Lundblom, Nico Sturm, you know, a bunch of the players will try to help shore up the depth, which has been an issue for the Sharks for the past couple of years. So, um, yes, getting this chemistry, but I think for a team where you're implementing a new system, a new head coach, kind of try to figure these lines, that's where I think they might have some problems, especially in the beginning of the year, where they're trying to kind of figure things out for the, you know, the first couple of weeks, the first month of what's everyone's role what's your you know how do you work with this player etc stuff like that so I wouldn't be surprised if the Sharks did get off to a slow start um, just because like I said new system you've in a Mm -hmm. bunch of new faces
0: how is that going how do you think the players are responding to it you know you talked about it might take a little bit more time especially with a condensed preseason how do you think that fit is going to be down the road for the Sharks
3: um, I know a lot of Sharks fans were very hesitant on the David Quinn hiring, uh, especially f- with how he treated younger players in uh, with the Rangers, where you know they, he kind of gave him a short rope, you know, and it didn't matter if they you know their draft style or it's not, not the draft style, but their draft stock, you know, like a um, you know like say Lafreniere or these these top players that were drafted were maybe he's only playing only 13 minutes night. And I think a lot of Sharks fans are worried about that, especially when you have some young players coming up like William Eklund and Thomas Bordalo, who have shown flashes in their short period in the NHL, worried that these guys would not see playing time. And I think that's going to kind of come to fruition where I actually don't expect Thomas Bordalo or William Eklund. I know they're on the trip right now, but I don't expect them to see NHL time for a little while, um, to be honest. And that again, that goes back to Mike Greer's plan of, let's get some more NHL caliber players on this team right now. That way we don't have to ask these young guys to kind of step in and maybe before they're ready type of situation. So I think David Quinn and my career are they're on that same plan of we know we're probably not going to be super great, but we don't want to rush our young guys in. And then you kind of put them in a a position to fail because you're asking them to do stuff that they're not ready for yet. So um, I, I can see that. And it's definitely been a step from what we've seen from the Sharks before under um, Doug Wilson, where it was, hey, we have a bunch of, you know, back in the glory days, we have a bunch of great guys. We can just kind of pick and, you know, choose to maybe play some younger guys who maybe aren't ready yet, but we think the rest of our guys can kind of cover for this. So, big departure from what we've seen there. Uh, with David Quinn with his style, though, I, I do like some of the things that have implemented. I think the power plays will be much improved for the Sharks last year. I think it was like 22nd uh, or like, yeah, I think it was like 22nd in the league last year. So hopefully uh, a, a bit of an improved power play. I think the penalty kill is still going to be pretty solid or pretty good for the Sharks. Again, they were second last year behind the Canes. Um, I think they'll probably a little bit of a dip just because being that good for it's, it's hard to do for that long. But I still think they're going to be a pretty solid uh, penalty kill. But five on five, I still think this team's going to struggle to score goals.
2: Yeah. Uh. Well, certainly a lot to watch out for uh, tomorrow when our two teams take the ice. But JD. Uh, I don't know if you know, on our show, we do something called Takes from a Hat. It is one of our favorite segments. Uh, basically, a lot of different questions. Anne's got them uh, covered. So she's going to be asking questions to me and you. We're going to do that in just a second. But first, want to mention today's show, brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting info this season. You can find all the latest developments team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. They have a bunch of futures out uh, for this year's NHL season, including how many points each team is going to have, the over-under there, who's going to win in the division, some of the favorites to win uh, the major awards. So be sure to go check it out. And, of course, Online isn't just hockey. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events from college and pro football, MLB playoffs, MMA, boxing, golf, soccer, whatever you need, bet online. head there today, use your mobile device to learn more, BetOnline.net, where the game starts. All right, JD, so we do something called takes from a hat here. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with whose line is it anyway, but it's yes. kind of a, an idea that... We just blatantly stole and haven't gotten a piece <laughs> of this letter yet, yeah. so we're going to keep going with it. Uh, but basically, Anne here has driven up some uh, some different questions, jumping mm-hmm. off points, if you will, and she is going to draw them from a hat, and you and I are going to have a little debate. These could be hockey questions. These can be fun questions with a hockey theme, so we're ready. Anne has told me that she has cooked up some good ones for us. Okay, so I'm good. I'm excited. Ready. Yeah.
0: I am embarrassed at how much fun I had coming up with these
1: <laughs> takes
0: because I tried to do a Prague theme and mm. I don't want to brag, but you know, we'll, we'll actually I shouldn't it. brag. Yeah. We'll see. This may not be great. All right, JD, I'm going to let you have this first one. Oh, okay, here we go. So, the Charles Bridge is very famous in Prague. It is a bridge finished in the early 15th century. Uh, it was the most important connection between Prague Castle and Old Town. Along Charles Bridge are 30 statues of saints lining each side. Who are maybe four or five saints or legends from your team, past or present, that you would put a statue up for?
3: Oh, okay. Uh, kind of your, your Mount Rushmore, I would even say, yes. of your team? Yes. Okay. There you go. Um, Joe Thornton, number one. Franchise yep. legend. Um, we, we talked about Thornton earlier. He's arguably the best shark to ever play. Um, yes, Joe Thornton redefined the franchise. Patrick Marlowe. first, he's going to be the first shark to get his jersey retired. It's been, the franchise has been around for over 30 years. No retired jerseys. Even the Kraken, we've been around for one year a jersey <laughs> retired. The Sharks were finally oh, Patrick Marlowe. February is getting his jersey retired. His nickname is Mr. Shark. I think if your nickname is Mr. Shark, you have to have your uh, statue. Uh, I'm going to go Owen Nolan as well. I think the far, the Sharks' first superstar. A um, it's a shame that people still wear 11. Uh, I'm looking at you, Luke Cunnan, or Cunnan, uh wearing mm-hmm. number 11. But he's not the only one. There's been a, a, several of them. And then we'll go... I'm going to go Brent Burns uh, as oh, the other yeah. one. I think he's, he's going to all sudden done. I know he's with the Hurricanes. He's the best shark defenseman in their history. Won the Norse a couple of years ago. And again, was part of that core that was really, really, really good and just could never get it done. But that is the four players I'm putting on my my Mount Rushmore. Sorry, like Nabokov. That. <laughs> so.
0: Love that. All right, Nick, do you want to take a shot at this?
2: Uh, one well, of them you've got to get. We've talked right. about our Mount Rushmore's before, haven't we? I mean, obviously it, it's, it's at least pecorine. for mine, my... Yes, yeah.
3: let's hear for at least for the Sharks fans. Yes, we yeah. So, Peckarine. Is,
2: pecorine, it, is sure. it at
3: least if it's pecorine Is it him smashing his goal stick? Um, in Game Seven. Um, oh,
0: you did not.
3: Uh, oh, you I was didn't. there for that game, so I got to see it in person. Oh but, my gosh, uh, that would be the statue I would choose if I was pecorine yeah. So, <laughs> yeah.
2: Why didn't you say Eric Carlson in your statues, JD?
3: Uh, because uh, oh <laughs> the broken groin is not safe
2: for children, so we really? can't have that statue <laughs> up there. Yeah. Um, hey, look, at least we have losing to Pittsburgh in common. So there's there's uh. that. Um, yeah, Pecorine for sure, that doesn't deserve an explanation. Um, <laughs> Shea Weber, I think, is another probably absolute guy. Mm-hmm. Uh just you know, like like you said for Owen Nolan, kind of the first true superstar. He was Shea Weber was like that for the Nashville Pros. And they had some like all-stars like Tomas Focun and Kimo mm-hmm. teaming in and you know Paul Korea for two years. But Shea Weber felt like the really first like homegrown in his prime one of the top five, ten best players in the NHL while he was here. So I gotta give him the statue. Uh, I also think you got to go Roman Yossi. I mean, this is, you know, Mm -hmm. Roman Yossi's career is kind of hard to judge because for the first, you know, what, six, seven years of his career, he was kind of always overshadowed by another player on the Preds roster. First it was Shea Weber, then it was P.K. Subban. And now over the last like three, four years, we've really – kind of seen the player he has become and kind of the player he's always been we've learned to appreciate that a little more uh and plus first norse trophy winner for the nashville predators so you gotta give something to that uh last one i think you gotta go now that the contract is signed i think you gotta go philip forsberg on this really want to put paul korea up there just because of like what what that, that signing did for the direction of the franchise but look you know you have your all-time goals leader you have arguably the greatest you know homegrown ford even though he was drafted by something else he's still you know mostly came through our development system um yeah and i just think you know he's gonna be here for 10 more years something like that hopefully at least eight we know yeah so i think by the time it's all said and done he's probably going to be the best offensive forward scoring guy that the predators have ever had in their history so yeah i, I would say this kind of cements him.
1: all right yeah i
2: like it
0: sense. i like it all right i'm gonna pick one for you nick okay let's see what we got OK, so one of the most famous landmarks in Prague is the astronomical clock, which is nobody can read it. it I don't know what it tells. It tells a bunch of things. I can't. No idea. It was installed in 1410. It's the third oldest astronomical clock and the oldest one still in operation. On the hour, the 12 disciples appear and rotate through a window, which is actually very cool. Speaking of time, whose time is it to shine this season on your team?
2: There's your backstories on these questions are like absolute. We are going to come
0: away. And did her
2: homework tonight. We
0: are going to come away educated about hockey and Prague
2: friends. I want to know more about the astronomical clock, but okay. Question. Whose time is it to shine? Whose time is it to shine this season? My answer has changed a little bit uh, because if you would ask me this question and and you and I know this because of our episodes this week, I would have said Phil Tomasino, but now I have a new answer, Cody Glass. I think just what he's shown this preseason, we all know the story, you know, fifth overall pick, sixth overall pick, one of those, I can't remember, who Mm. cares, By Vegas Golden Knights, um, you know, didn't really hit it off there. Came here last year, was expected to kind of be the, you know, maybe the next guy in coming. He winds up getting sent to the the, uh, the minors, like two games into the season, comes back, gets called up late in the year, completely revamped game. Like everything about him mm-hmm. became a more compete player. And he's shown it in both the training camp practices and the preseason games so far. You look at, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the behind the glass, the, the NHL network show going on right now, but there's just a wonderful scene um, with, with Cody Glass, where he found out that he was making the team to go to Prague and Anne is doing I that. I can't even talk about it, thing.
0: it. I can't talk about it.
2: Uh, um, I'll cry. Yeah, this is this is like the end of Homeward Bound for her. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's it's but it that scene kind of shows you what Cody glass, like all the work he put in and what that means to the team. You know, David Poyle said like his, you know, he told him, it's like, look, your teammates think you're ready. Your teammates want you here. You know, John Hines praise him. It's like, we see the work you've been putting in. I just think he's ready to kind of take that next step as a player. I think he might be more of like a third line player this year. Um, or at least like a 3A line player. But I think you're going to see him finally take that jump that we never really saw him take in Vegas. So for me, Cody Glass, that's the player to watch this year. This is his time to shine. Hmm. I love it.
0: I agree with that. JD, who do you guys have where this season it is their time?
3: Uh This one is actually um... – I had a couple answers because, like, I thought maybe Eric Carlson. You know, mm-hmm. Brent Burns is gone. It's Eric Carlson. I just I don't think he's going to stay healthy for the entire year because he just can't stay healthy. And, you know, I thought Capo Kakinen was shipped out of in a, out of from the Wild last year. The Sharks in the Wild have this thing about trading goaltenders for some reason. Um, but I'm actually going to go with Timo Meyer. So mm-hmm. Timo Meyer last year had his best statistical season. He had 76 points. You know, uh, was 35 goals. He's entering a contract here this year. He's entering his prime season, and I think I think we're going to get full chaos Timo Meyer, where it's like he's gonna be flirting with forty goals and ninety points because he wants to get paid. You know, he's twenty six right now. He's gonna be playing his entire season with Tomas Hurdle as a center, and there's just I think the entire power play is going to run through him, just shooting as many shots as he possibly can on goalies. Because again, the sharks just don't have a lot of talented, talented players, and Timo Meyer is their best player. So I think we're going to see Timo extreme this year. So um, yeah, I'm I'm predicting a Timo Meyer 90 point season. That'd be the most amount of points from a Sharks player since friend of the, good old friend Joe Thornton, who was too busy to do this, uh, did it in <laughs> 2007, 2008. So I just I'm expecting a monster, monster Timo Meyer year. So he can get go get that bag this year. <laughs>
0: So. i love it yeah that's what philip forsberg did and it worked out really well so yeah. i think i think it's a good plan yeah,
2: i just do make sure all your players are on a contract year, and everything will work out every
3: yeah one year deals for every player and you're gonna <laughs> yeah be the best years ever.
2: <laughs> yeah that's right all
0: right do we want to do one more let's see here one we'll more one before more. the break yeah before the break all right what do we have oh here we go Prague castle Built in the ninth century, it is the largest ancient castle in the world—over seven hundred thousand square feet. Nobody wants to clean that, just so we're clear. It is large. It is impressive. Speaking of large and impressive, let's talk defensemen. Now, listen, Nick. Who is going to be the standout? Who is going to be the standout defenseman for your team this season, and why?
3: I, I think it's just Eric Carlson by default because I don't have anybody else. <laughs> um, you know, Mark Edward Vlasic. Benning. Yes, uh, Mark Edward Vlasic is, is a, a shell of a player that he used to be. You know, Mario Ferraro. He he got paid, but he's never kind of been the offensive defenseman, and that that's fine. That's not his role. And you know, with him, I think he's actually kind of been having to. Play above what you would normally have him like on on most good teams. He'd probably be a, a really good second pair defenseman. He's been having to play these monster first line defensive minutes because the Sharks just again don't have anybody else. You know, Marcus Nieuwvahr, who they signed this off season, has been hurt the past couple of years and it's hurt right now. Didn't even make the trip to Prague. Mm-hmm. Um, Redeem Shimmick. cool like Ryan Merkley can't even crack the lineup um jacob magna he's a great seventh defenseman um just by looking at ann's face she's like who you're not even making real people up now yeah (laughs) so like are
0: these
1: people real (laughs) these these aren't
3: real people um so i think it by default it just has to be eric carlson um with brent Mm -hmm. burns gone he he is the guy he's going to be running you know he's gonna get all the power play opportunities get you know the, the majority of the minutes um i think it'll be interesting to see how quinn can kind of utilize eric carlson without wearing him down you know he's been very injury prone the past couple of seasons um he's only had one season where he's basically played over 65 games since he's got become a shark and that was his worst year in the the before the the shutdown of the or uh, mm. sorry the uh the 2020 covet year was like his worst season ever so with so it'll be interesting to see with nobody else kind of to share the load with him how he can do with that so eric carlson by default <laughs>
0: That sounds so promising
3: yeah sharks 2020 baby
0: i <laughs> <laughs> love it all right, all right well Do i it. still have plenty more don't you fret gentlemen i still have plenty more takes from the hat but Before we dive into a few more, if you are curious about any of the other teams in the NHL, just want to give a plug to Locked on NHL. It is a daily 30-minute hockey podcast where experts from teams all over the league get together and they talk about all of the big stories, you know, players, if there's some sort of exciting issue or big game coming up, Locked on NHL is going to have your information. Be sure to check it out. You can find Locked on NHL anywhere you find your favorite podcasts locked on nhl it is your daily 30-minute podcast
3: my favorite locked on nhl the wednesdays the western conference wednesdays and the power ranking thursdays oh a
0: lot of tension in in the the power rankings a very right? yes 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 all right so is this one yours nick yeah this you
2: okay Let's see here. Can't wait for more backstory. Let's do it. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Okay. This one. Okay. Just, this is, anyway. So the Hallmark (laughs) Channel is writing a new hockey romance crossover special. It's called The Devil Wears Praga. (laughs) I'm so tickled. I can't stand it. Where an overly focused business executive gets stranded in Prague, bumps into an NHL player in town for the Global Series, and the two fall in love while helping each other discover the joy of a healthy work-life balance. Which player on your team would play the hockey player lead? Okay. This is the hard-hitting so stuff is, that people This is like, to the podcast This is the short. good
2: guy, right? Like the guy she falls with at the end. Not like a toxic guy that she's- Does the, No, no, no. Getting. Does
3: the player have to be- is can we just imagine that the player, if they're married right now, they aren't married for this situation. They're not okay. married for this situation. Okay. Yeah. okay, so yeah, just want to clarify the
1: rules. here. Yeah. That, nope. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, who,
0: who do you have, Nick? Um, who who's the who's the Hallmark Channel lead for the old hockey romance?
2: It's got to be Roman Yossi, right? Oh, doesn't it though? Like, he's got the look <laughs> of a Hallmark actor like just like they the real, wish like, yeah just like the swiss yeah. curls and like the chiseled beard and like the fact that he looks like a golden retriever just got like <laughs> morphed into human form yeah like it's, it's got to be roman yossi right like this is this should be a slam dunk question like who's like who's in the other out like forsberg maybe but i feel like that mustache like doesn't do like hallmark feel like that mustache yeah. is like these side characters serving people ipas as they're coming into Prague. like <laughs> like I, I i don't know he's who the, he's the
3: abusive boyfriend that she's like that she that's you know, right Yes. yeah
2: that's so, just never gonna propose ne-
3: but
0: she's been with him for eight years and he's yeah just she's been with her him love. forever
3: she, he's always going out on time for business trips or yes. just trying to go hang out with the boy yep so yeah he's a, yeah,
2: yeah he's just like He's like, this was a big night for me. I'm like, I'm sorry, my mustache needed to be waxed. This the <laughs> day, yeah. This was on oh, my, my calendar for a long time, babe. You should have known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Roman Yossi, that, I would agree. Oh, yeah. That's a slam. He's up, so precious. Right? So who precious. plays like the quirky best friend? That's a really great who is the quirky best friend. Ryan, it's Ryan Johansson. Oh gosh. Can you like imagine? he's got the energy? Like oh, he does he's, he's got the, that vibe yeah like he's like if roman yosi's like out in the like out in the wild and you know he's like walking around like johansson he'd be like bro you gotta go for it she's going <laughs> back to new york city tomorrow you gotta tell her how you feel oh wow we have just written a whole hallmark yeah. show yeah he's, he's, he's the ben affleck in um goodwill goodwill hunting, Good hunting was, yeah, yeah like like the like the burnout but also like the sweet guy i <laughs> love this this is right. i got terrible.
3: my answers all right okay. jd
0: who who do you have who is the lead in this so tomas hurdle
3: from mm-hmm. czechia that he's got the the sweet face he the local kid you know oh, yeah. everybody the energy everybody loves tomas hurdle like the yeah just the charisma he he's he's a he's adorable again that kind of golden retriever energy that you just love and you just want to squeeze um the kind of the (laughs) terrible boyfriend uh timo meyer he's got the looks you know kind of uh the bad boy lifestyle um you know type of thing and then the quirky friend has to be mario ferrara right you got the missing teeth you've got the youtube (laughs) channel you've got like the big energy kind of um yeah you gotta do it bro like type of pump you up energy so yeah oh my
0: gosh. first of all this is just a brilliant podcast right now like we could just Just see here but we've got plenty more but i think there's a lot of potential here for this hallmark thing just throwing Mm -hmm. it out there if anybody's listening all right let's do another one and heaven only knows heaven only knows what we're gonna get oh patrine tower in prague so you go up this hill And there is a tower built two years after the Eiffel Tower. It's an Eiffel Tower knockoff, my friends. Looks very similar. Once you travel to the top of the tower, you get a bird's eye view of Prague. Preseason is all about taking a close look at individual players or line combinations. But step back now and give us the bird's eye view of your team this season. Where are they going to finish in the division? And like record-wise, how how do you feel like it's going to go down? So JD, give us the bird's eye view of the shark season coming up.
3: Uh, they're going to be one of the five worst teams in the NHL this year. Um, they're not Chicago or Arizona, burn it down bad. Mm-hmm. But they like I, I, I've said before, they did acquire NHL-caliber players, but these guys just they don't add a lot of. Kind of juice to your lineup, right? They're gonna come in, they're gonna do their jobs, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, but this team's still gonna to struggle to score goals. So I think they're going to be last in the Pacific Division. I think they're gonna be one of the five worst teams in the NHL. And this this draft that's gonna be outstanding, it's not a bad year to be one of the five worst teams right. in the NHL this year. So um, yeah, I, I think they're going to continue, they're gonna to struggle to score goals. And I think they're going to be active at the trade deadline, moving some pieces off and getting ready for these, this 2020 draft class that's um, going to be playing in the Barracuda, their AHL, getting ready for these guys to start to, to kind of make their mark on the Sharks here in the next year or two. So, Okay.
0: Nick, what do you think? Bird's eye view of the Predators this season. Where are they going to finish in the division? A question mm. with which we
2: wrestle all the yeah. time. <laughs> Gosh, I mean, the Central. My, my heart wants to say Second. My head is maybe saying third. Mm. What's your
0: gastrointestinal system saying? Because that's
2: generally where the truth lies. They'll blow everything and finish last or something like that. (laughs) Look, (laughs) here's the thing about the Nashville Predators and the Central Division. The Central (laughs) is Colorado, a small gap, and then like two or three other teams. I think it's us. I think it's the St. Louis Blues, and I think to a lesser extent, this year is the Minnesota Wild. Mm. Um, you look at the Blues and the Wild, we're the only team out of those three that really took a big step forward, actually, actually went out and got players to address some big holes in the team. The Blues didn't really do that. The Wild, in fact, because of their salary situation – lost people they lost Kevin Fiala and they don't really have you know a backup goaltending situation really sorted out yet quite yet um you know let's let's hope Mark Andre Fleury can be consistent 60 games a night. Um
3: is that James Dreimer's music (laughs) going to you You have to keep the uh the wild uh sharks trading goalies straight
2: going for you guys have like six goalies on the active roster still right you can you can cough (laughs) one up um but no look i mean the thing about the nashville predators is they're kind of in that next group chasing colorado and i do think you know they've gotten a lot better this offseason and not a lot of teams in the central division can say that so i think they have a chance to maybe be second if things go really well. And mm-hmm. I say that meaning no significant injuries, because this is a UC Saros pulled hamstring or injured hip away from just being potentially a disaster of a year. Um, you know, you want to see your guys like Roman Yossi and Philip Forsberg and Matt Shane repeat the record breaking performances they had last year. But if all goes well, I'm not saying they're going to push Colorado to be like the number one team in the central, but I think they can be in that tier where they're going to be a big problem for whoever winds up facing them in the postseason If things go right. And that's a big if.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is a big if painful,
2: big if. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And I think we got, maybe do you have one more in the hat? I have plenty more, but we'll All just right. stick with one. <laughs> I, I think Again, we got, I think I we got time this... for one
0: more. All right. I I took this assignment to heart and I don't like the one that I picked. So I'm mm. going. Well, just, oh, just pick. Oh, okay. Pick your pick. Okay. Your, one. Pick your, okay. your mm, favorite one. The... Well, well, she's
1: doing that. You, oh, your here one's we go. your
0: favorite okay so we're back on the astronomical clock there is a legend about the astronomical clock that the counselors the town counselors in old town wanted to blind the clock's creator so that he would never be able to construct something as brilliant as the astronomical clock again it's just legend don't really think it happened but we're putting it out there so what player on your team will not be able to create a season as
2: brilliant as their previous season
0: dark we went dark for are the end gonna... i'm so
2: sorry so are you are you like blinding eric carlson or something
3: <laughs> oh no eric carlson uh, uh he don't worry he'll he will he can find his own way to hurt himself without being blinded um <laughs> James Reimer. As much as it pains me to say this, everybody loves James Reimer. Like he's beloved by every fan base, and you know, people follow his career. You know, I've Mm -hmm. had Leafs fans and Panthers fans and Canes fans, like who love James Reimer. James Reimer was amazing last year. Uh, He proved that a Sharks goalie could actually have a save percentage in the 900s after three straight years of martin jones having an (laughs) 896 save percentage yes three straight years 896 from martin jones i didn't know that was possible it still hurts my brain but james remember he stole way more games than the sharks deserved to win last year and he came out of the gate really hot they had some issues behind him of you know aiden hill couldn't stay healthy they didn't really have a, a a quality backup had to start 13 straight games at one point last year um before he got hurt and then they traded for uh salok who you guys got to see at one point and uh put a nice eight spot on us that night but i, I just i don't think he's 35 this year i don't think we can expect to see james reimer have a repeat performance if he did last year uh, i think capo is gonna win the starting job and james reimer is gonna be kind of more in a 30 to 35 starts for the sharks this year but to expect him to kind of to post the same numbers he did last year is it, just—it's going to be too much to ask for for a guy who's you know he puts his heart and soul out there every time he plays. And mm-hmm. uh, I love watching James Reimer. I think he's—he's he's a great dude from all accounts. Everybody who's, who's around him says he's a great dude. But it's—it's it's hard to see him replicating last year's season.
0: Yeah, that makes me sad. You're right. <laughs> I'm does sorry. Oh like yeah,
2: it's, <laughs> it's kind of dangerous to pick one for the Preds, but. The thing is, they're all going to do great. This is something I don't think <laughs> to really talk about because this was such a magical season last year for this player and such a good story. I'm going to have to go at least from a scoring standpoint, Tanner Janot. Oh, okay. Would you? I, thought you were I mean, I'm say sad about that guns- guns. too. Yeah, who uh, do you, that that too, big guns, who'd you but, think yeah. I was going Ann?
0: I was like, if you whip out the Matt Duchesne, you were going to find no. out the hell my husband lives oh, for doubting that man. No, I've, I've already <laughs> i
3: proclaimed Matt. That... Deshaynes gonna uh, he's gonna quit midseason to per- start his uh, country music career full blast. Oh, so yes. Yes, yes. I don't
0: think I don't think Nashville's ready for that. On a <laughs> no of the levels. world isn't ready for that. <laughs> that would
2: not be the weirdest way a Nashville predator has exited the team. So thanks, Alexander Redloff. Um, you know, the thing with Tanner Janot is that he got off to that electric start last yes. year, was leading all NHL rookies in goals for a very long time And last year's rookie class was probably one of the best ones we have had in years so that is saying something that he was able to go out there and lead the rookies for a long time and finish scoring in the 20s but as the season went on you know the the electricity kind of started to fade away and he actually got pretty cold down the stretch now i think tanner janeau is still an unbelievable player i think he's going to have a big spot in this team moving forward you see what he does on the penalty kill you see the energy he brings on the forecheck a big hitter a big fighter he is a great player i just don't think he's going to be a 20 goal guy every single year i think he might regress back to maybe being like a, a high teens you know maybe you know 17 18 goals a year maybe he hits the 20 mark that's fine But that's all the Preds really need him to be. They don't need him to go out and be like, you know, score on pace with Lucas Raymond or anything like that. They just need him to go out and be a reliable player. And it's kind of like what the Preds did with Colton Sissons. You know, he had that year where it looked like he was just going to score his way into like a top six role. And then, you know, it didn't happen. But Colton Sissons is still one of the best players on the team in terms of, you know, a good two-way game. So I think that's maybe more of Tanner Janot's future. So I'm not saying he's going to like regress in terms of his style or play or not. I just don't think he's going to have the same output as he did last year. Okay,
0: I'm going to put an asterisk on that only to say if they put him on the power play, I disagree with you. But that's all I have to say about that. And you didn't say Matt Duchesne. So we are not broken up.
2: True. Yes. We can still uh, work together. You know. Yeah, you got you got some options there uh well yeah i was gonna be this mean
3: one. and say roman yossi but yeah
2: oh oh <laughs> it's time to wrap this up and go off camera
3: i don't know i mean you know but tell
2: us, tell us why do you don't think roman yossi would
3: i it's just you know, he he had his best season ever last year he's what 31 32 can he how can he repeat your best season ever at this age type of thing and i that's i just just statistically like the odds are he's not going to be able to repeat the same. He could be just as good, but just statistically, I don't think he's going to be able to repeat the same numbers that he had last year. So. Okay. I'm taking okay. the odds on that one. So. Uh, yeah. Fair. You know, I
2: can, I can Ann's say it's going
3: to get on me for like 45 minutes after that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Off
3: camera.
2: We're going to <laughs> I'm gonna
3: get, I'm going to get <laughs> a, an email from Sean. <laughs> what
0: have you done
3: yeah. Yeah. no like, right, I, yeah man. i
0: can see where you're coming from i can see where you're coming from i mean you are welcome to sit there in your wrongness and be wrong but i do see Oh, believe i
3: from. i'm yeah. gonna be sitting in wrongness i'm gonna be sitting in <laughs> terrible hockey <laughs> just bring I'm it all so on sorry. that's fine i have william Eklund coming I, that's all i care about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> william Eklund in a top five pick that's all i want right now so there we go
2: yep. yeah and matt benning And
3: Matt Benning for four years. Four years of Matt Benning. (laughs) Let's go, baby.
2: Uh, Well, hey, JD, this was a ton of fun. We enjoyed having you on, and we are looking forward to hockey. For our listeners, uh, give us a plug. Where can we find your work?
3: Uh, Of course, you can find Locked on Sharks wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, the whole shebang. Um, You can find me on YouTube um, at Locked on Sharks, where – myself, the content boy, uh, putting out quality quotations, uh, work all the time. Uh, I've got, a uh, uh, Scott Reedy actually spoiler, uh, plan for next week. So, uh, the handsomest person in the sharks organization will be on, uh, the podcast next week. So, yeah. And then you can find me on Twitter. Sorry. At my fry hole where I make terrible, terrible jokes. So hell
2: yeah. <laughs> but great jokes. We're here but for that. <laughs> we love the jokes. Uh, yeah, for, for our listeners, and let everybody know where, um, where we can find your work.
0: Uh, you can find my work at insidethepreds.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Anne K underscore Mama on Ice.
2: You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com. You can find me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Uh, For all you Sharks listeners out there, if you're just interested in keeping tabs on us throughout the season, uh, be sure to follow our Twitter page, LO underscore Predators. And for fans of both teams, be sure to go onto our respective YouTube pages, hit subscribe, and hit that bell notification so you'll always know when either Locked on Preds or Locked on Sharks puts out new content for you. That's going to do it for this crossover. Thank you, JD, for joining us, man. A pleasure as always. We definitely want to have you back during the season.
3: Oh, let me just say, hi, Brian.
2: Yeah. Noted uh, coward. Buddy, <laughs> man, awesome.
1: yeah.
0: I love it.
2: Yeah. Let's see if he's still listening 45 minutes in, or if that's, mm-hmm. all, if that's all lip service. Uh, but yeah, JD, thank you so much for joining us. Preds fans, go check out Locked on Sharks. For the rest of you guys, we will both be back tomorrow with an all-new episode. Tomorrow's game day, folks. Get ready. We'll see you there. Yay. Then.
1: Yay.